now that I have a younger perspective, I'm trying to think about it. Like, and tell me something about you. I'd like to hear. Well, for the for those who are listening, I'm the voice behind the ones and twos. My name is Christian Cordes. I work at a shared universe. I've been here. Oh my God! It'll be a year in May. Really? That I've been here. Yeah. Do you like it? I love it. This yeah. is. I've. I keep joking when I tell them, but it's actually dead serious. This is the best job I'll ever have. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I am unbelievably lucky. Right. Like I, I know that there's not many people that would have an opportunity like this to have a job like this. So right. it's like, right. I I don't take it for granted at all. Wow. Like I understand. Wow. Like this is a this is a pretty big deal. Yeah, it that, is. And you're on the cutting edge of a new industry and. Yeah, exactly. You know, There's right? nothing like this. Right. And right. that's what's so fascinating about it. Right. It's because, like, even on a bad day, like, mm-hmm. like, I don't have bad days often. When I say a bad day, it's not like, oh, I'm having problems with Ming or Mike. It's literally right. just like I'm having a personal problem. Right. But when I come in here and I hear other people tell their stories and their looks on life and stuff like that, I've, my, I think my life has changed for the better working here just by the interaction with so many different people absolutely wow it's it's a wonderful thing wow because i'm also a filmmaker are you really yeah that's my main thing really yeah so tell me about some of your films well i've been i've been making movies probably since i was like a baby even (laughs) without even realizing it right but like uh i used to make like little movies with my thomas trains so like i would play with those but like i would get on like a like on a low ground (laughs) right with like a little like a clunky vhs camera mm-hmm. trying to get like tiny right shots of these shot. of these little ass trains <laughs> and my mom is like my mom was like yeah he's probably gonna go into film but my yeah. whole family's actually in music mm. but then i was like i'm gonna be a filmmaker a filmmaker <laughs> right so you're just going against the trend yeah what kind of music what do they do my my mom manages but she plays bass oh she's, wow she's a great bass play she's a great wow bass. yeah my mom's a bass player get out yeah my dad now, how cool is that oh it's fucking awesome my mom's an wow. amazing she's very she very uh she she doesn't think highly of it but she's an amazing bass player wow my brother is a also a musician Mm-hmm. But he's a multi-instrument talented machine of a human being. Like, if you name an instrument, he could probably play it. And if he doesn't know how to play, he could probably learn it in an hour. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Let me... So are they, have they done any stuff that I would recognize? Any music that I know? Well, my dad, maybe. What's my that? dad was in a was in an R&B hip-hop group called PM Dawn back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. My dad was the lead singer. Oh. So my, yeah. my dad was the lead. And then... Uh, I'm trying to think of what is what um set adrift on memory bliss yeah i die without you that's the one yeah that was my dad <laughs> he wrote those he wrote wow. those records with my uncle Jarrett. wow yeah shout out uncle Jarrett. i'm gonna shout show out this uncle Jarrett and dad <laughs> <laughs> pm don absolutely i remember all of that wow yeah so you come from a really talented family and my sister's actually uh she really takes after my dad in that aspect she's an amazing songwriter really like the catchiest of catchy hooks like it's ridiculous does she sing as well yes she does wow she's a great singer wow wow well i'm gonna be what's your family's name like your the family Cord- oh the cordezes the cordezes i'm gonna be looking for amazing things in the future from the cordezes because wow like thank you. you come from a really talented family thank you it comes from both sides it comes from my mom and my dad yeah my mom's uh my dad my mom's dad played in a uh 
a salsa band. He had been doing music forever. Mm-hmm. My grandmother is used to be a wonderful singer. Wow. But n- not like nothing recorded, but just right. like amazing voice. Right, right. And then my mom's brother who passed away, mm-hmm. he was also a gifted multi-instrument machine like my brother wow like played everything wow so it's trippy to to my mom especially right that my brother is so good at what yeah. he does it's like oh my god history repeats itself absolutely and so now you're like and so i'm gonna do film yeah. <laughs> well i mean i never i've started doing music mm-hmm. one of the other jobs that i have besides this place is i work for mattel oh, I, okay. I write songs for uh the, the Thomas and Friends YouTube channel. It's really? full, full circle. Full wow. circle type shit. Get out of here. Yeah, it's fucking wild. How do you get these jobs? <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I can tell you how I got the job okay. at Shared Universe. How's that? Well, um, so my friend Laura does a podcast. Shout mm-hmm. out to Laura Vetter. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was called the Coral, uh, Coral Sword Tuesday podcast. Mm-hmm. And... She was like, Christian, I want you to come on to my podcast. I was like, sure. I've never done a podcast before, but why not? Right. And she's like, oh, yeah, come on, come on. And then I get here, and she's like, oh, yeah, Ming's going to be on the podcast, too. Now, mind you, I had been a huge fan of comic book men. Right. Huge. So then just meeting Ming like that was just like, uh. Is this happening? Is this happening? (laughs) And then I do do a podcast with him. Right. And it goes really well. We hit it off. And then he's like, do you just want to work here? And I was like, just like that, just like that. And I've been doing it ever since. That's amazing. Isn't it? Like, I just, I was just the right I'm place at the right, right time. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, without Laura, I would not be working here. And I'm very well, grateful shout for that. Laura, well, shout out to Laura. Shout out to Laura. But also, like, to the digital gods, because there's no way that all of those things could just align like that for no reason. Like, what the heck? Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. But I, I love this job. Truly. Wow. Like when I hear like, I've heard nothing but great things about you. Like really? you're a, you're a great interviewer, actually. You think so? I do. I genuinely do. <laughs> I kind of like it. I actually, you know, I was like, I'm sitting here thinking, like, I know I'm supposed to be talking, but I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> this is your show. You should I start know speaking. That. At I know, some but point. no, I'm really enjoying learning about you. I enjoy interviewing. I think I do kind of enjoy. I'm like you. I really get a lot out of hearing people's stories. Like, I could have gone all day long being the one doing all the talking. I never would have known that you have this amazing family. Let like, me ask you something then. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the moment for you when you realized, like, yeah, I really enjoy not only interviewing people, but, like, this is something I could see me doing going forward, especially now right. in relation to gold. So, right. like, what right. made you kind of – what ticked? I think – what I like, I was saying to Mike earlier today. I think one of the things for me is is was literally the moment that I turned fifty years old and I began to reflect on life and what it meant to actually have lived for fifty years. I had lost my mom a year earlier, and it, it the, the mortality thing kind of kicks in differently when you lose people like that who are really close to you. You lose your parents. You get to this age where you're kind of looking around you and you're seeing a generation, an era kind of pass away. And the things that you once were able to identify and see and the things that kind of defined you in your early years, now you find yourself becoming one of the people who are helping to define another generation 
there's really a strange juxtaposition for life that you reach when you get to 50, I think, um, about what you once knew and what you what you even will learn will like cuz like cuz right. we're we're always learning absolutely that's the beauty of what right. of life in general but absolutely. like absolutely but there's that's... a weird balance that happens when you're beginning to look like i literally know that i'm kind of now moving into the other the second half or the, yeah, the final it, half of my life you, you know you reached the you yeah. reach the top almost, but it's right. not like it's not like there's going to be a downfall afterwards. Right. No, right. on the right. contrary, you're still climbing. Absolutely, you just reached a point where most people are like, "Holy crap, they're up very high." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm I'm kind of sitting here at this at this kind of plateau, and I'm looking back and going, "What? I first of all, I can't believe that 50 years have gone by. Right? I can't believe that I, you know, actually can recall." the 70s you know that's one of the yeah. things that mike and i talk about there all the things that we can recall that happened that now there's a whole generation that has that of of adults who are 40 years old who can't even communicate with you about something that you lived through is weird you know what i mean like no, that, absolutely. That's, that's that's kind of weird and then you know my own children are in their late 20s and 30s and one in closer getting closer to our mid 30s now and they have children and it's just it's kind of an interesting place to be where you kind of have watched so many things come and go and new things emerge and um i guess it's pop, gold is kind of my experience watching life happened around me you know kind but of, still being in that and wind still being of, in of it happening absolutely that's awesome yeah it's like you are yeah. incredible yeah <laughs> well thank you that's the that's the guy that's the idea <laughs> now what was it that sparked the interest in doing uh, a podcast was it mainly just like Oh, you heard about this space, or you are you an avid podcast listener? Not really. I have a few shows that I like, but I really, f it was more, well, like at the basic level, I like the idea of not having to be seen. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? If they can't see right. me say these words, right. I never said them <laughs> in the first right. place. Exactly. Right. And so the vlog is like, oh, I got to do hair and makeup and put on clothes and, you know, do so much to be visual in the thing. And that's a whole nother layer of artistry that I'm just, you know. No, I get you completely. Yeah. Like when I uh, when I do podcast here with some people, I have a completely different name. You're the first podcast, actually, where I'm just your, like, my name is name. Christian. Right. This is what I do. Right. But right. like I have a so what's the name on on a podcast I do called American Loser, mm -hmm. uh, my my nickname is Big Kahuna, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, for the longest time the mystery was like what does Big Kahuna look like, <laughs> <laughs> what does he sound like? Right. We already know that, All right? Right. Because like when people hear my voice, they're like, oh. Because my voice is kind of on the higher register for dudes, which mm -hmm. I understand, but mm -hmm. I, it's still low. Right. They don't expect a towering six foot four, right. 200 pound <laughs> right. black dude. They're just like, what? 
That's not what I was expecting at all. What do you do? Who are you and what have you done with Big Kahuna? Right. <laughs> well, I will say that your voice it was a little bit a uh, surprise for me when I first met you a couple weeks ago and I was over there and you rinsed up and said, hello, how are you? And I thought... Oh, that was not the voice that I was expecting. From, from that big right. motherfucker. You were just like, you were just like, that is a big guy. And then, hi, how you doing? <laughs> well, not that bad. But yeah, it was a little surprise. <laughs> no, nah, it's all good. That's fucking great. I, oh my God, this is my new favorite podcast ever. Right. Confirmation of the right. thoughts I know I, other people have, where right. they're just like, "It's something up with Big Kahuna." Right. There's, there's, he's got a very high pitched voice right. for someone who's that big. No, no, no. <laughs> it it's wasn't okay. That. I'm just clouded. With Honestly, you. it wasn't even the size. It was I, the black part. I was like, okay. And I mean, people, I and, and I get it because people say the same thing to me, right? So people a lot of times don't realize that. I'm a black woman when they hear me on the phone or they talk to me. So I get that. I totally get that people sometimes mistake me for others. Really? People. What have you yeah. gotten? What have people mistaked you for? Just white women. Random white women. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's like... Just random basic white women. <laughs> nuts. You want to know how I knew it was bad with my voice, though? How's that? My, uh, so because my dad was a rapper, of course there was a period a moment in time where i thought like oh i could you try and rap i okay. could try and rap okay and then i played i played one? i uh, no, i'm not doing a rap on here <laughs> don't you dare try and trick me like that i like how we're friends don't ruin the good thing hercules hercules <laughs> you gotta try one <laughs> but um so i put so i played mm -hmm. a record for yeah. my friends i had written a joke one just for my my squad of friends right right and they all really liked it which right. was really funny but then i i played it for my one friend and they're like yo who's that rapping i was like yo that's me and he's like oh i thought it was some white kid <laughs> I was like, you sound really white when right. you rap. I was like, oh, no. no this is not going to work. Right? I'm just going to stick to singing. And do you that's, sing? I do. That's That was the other job that I right. have. I'm really? A, I'm a songwriter for Mattel, the Thomas and Friends YouTube channel. Wow. So I've written three songs for them. And did you sing them on the yes, YouTube channel? So you got to let me hear one. Just a little bit. Of There's a, I'll send you a link to them after the show. Okay. The, but... Uh, I've written three songs for them, Let's Ride the Rails, Runaway Rock and Roll, and I actually got to remake the the Thomas theme song, but write new lyrics. And not many people have done that. Wow. So that was like a that was that was the first job I did for them. Because like I got in the job, my friend uh, who got me the job, Eric, was like, Hey, congratulations, welcome to the team. Uh, we need you to take the classic Thomas theme song and remake it for these new characters. I was like, what? Yeah, that's a, I was nervous. Cause like when, when I was growing up, that's, that's like a signature thing. Right. Everyone knows that the fucking word. theme song. Right, right. So like, it's a big deal for me to just, for someone to be like, yeah, go remake the lyrics. And I was just like, okay. Wow. So then I, re I did it wow. and I sent it off first pass. It was good. They liked it that much. Wow. And they didn't even wow. think I was going to remake the whole song. They thought I was just going to write lyrics. I literally went home and I remade the song from scratch. Wow. So, like, I sat down. I was like, it's this chord. It's this chord. 
it's this baseline. Like I went through it step by step. So where did you go it. to school? Where did you learn this stuff? I'm self-taught. You and are kidding me. I'm self-taught. With film, I'm, I learned a little bit in high school. But then I went to film well, the school music for thing a is year. In your genes. But the music thing, I actually don't really know and understand chords. Like I understand through hearing. So like I, if if something sounds right to me, then that's how I go about it. Like I, I mean, I know basic chords like a C, D, E, F, right, all that stuff. But like, as far as properly constructing a song like uh putting it on like the charts and all that type of stuff not a clue not a clue don't even play an instrument i just know how to do it wow wow that is amazing i mean i know how to play the drums but everyone i mean i feel like anyone well no not me (laughs) not me but like yeah i know wow i know how to play drums but that's about it but I think that, that that's amazing. I think as long as you have a good sense of rhythm, I feel like you can anyone can learn how to do music right. if you find the proper way to go about it. Yeah, wow. That is awesome. Like, Does anyone can, in your family do music? Not really. My 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 grandmother was from what I was told, she was still singing by the time I came along, but her voice wasn't as strong when she was young. I was told she was a phenomenal singer. My gra- my, sounded uh, much like Billie Holiday. My grandmother on my dad's side, too. She was a mm-hmm. gospel singer. Mm-hmm. And uh, she grew up, they all grew up in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. So my dad would tell stories of uh, her doing, of her singing in the local choir. That's how mm-hmm. they, that's how my dad's father met my grandmother. And uh, apparently he actually is where the musicality came from in my dad as well, which is kind of cool. But uh, his, his father? Yeah. I mean, my um, grandmother could sing, but she never really could play an instrument. Mm-hmm. But my dad definitely got all that from him. I never got a chance to meet him. Your grandfather? Yeah. He, pa- he passed before... You were born? Yeah, long mm-hmm. before I was born. Mama. But my middle name is his. Really? Yeah, Trell. Wow. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. I think that's important to pass down... Those things I I've been I was telling Mike that I do a lot of research on my own family's history and genealogical research, and I found that one of the ways that they kept the generations intact, so that if you ever wanted to go, and I I wonder now often is this was intentional, but one of the things that they did was they passed down the names from one generation to the next. I think that's so, cool. Like I think that like. Like well, even when I when I eventually have children, I will definitely consider even naming them after my mom and dad or like mm-hmm. my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to name my kid a trail. Right. Not Christian necessarily. Right. Because I there's there's enough religion jokes that you can tell a kid without just being annoyed by it. So, so. ancient Chinese secret. No, I shouldn't say that, but one secret. <laughs> <laughs> Little known fact. How about that? <laughs> Much better. Let's yeah. go with that. Little known fact. Um, my daughter's middle name is Christian. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've actually never met someone who's used it. For for a girl, girl, even yeah. in a middle name sense, that's well, awesome. It wasn't intentional. What happened? I meant to name her Kristen, and the hospital changed her birth certificate and put the I in there. It was supposed to be. They changed it. Yeah, it was supposed to be. Kristen Is that legal? The I. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be Kristen. 
I'm so I'm so sorry. <laughs> and so the but she's okay because she calls her even when she was a little girl and she figured out what her name was, and they would say to her. Um, so what's your name? She'd say, Tamara the Christian McMillan. <laughs> she added a the and then went on with it. And now she's 30 years old and she still says, well, coming from Tamara the Christian McMillan. <laughs> and she really, that's something she made up as a toddler. <laughs> oh, my God. That's like the count. <laughs> she calls herself oh, the man. Christian. Tamara the Christian McMillan. That's so that's cool. That's my name. It adds, a, it's ad, it adds an importance <laughs> yes. in the middle of it. <laughs> that's so cool yeah what'd yeah. you say your name was Tamara Tamara so it's like Tamira Tamara Tamara the Christian she says Tamara the Christian Tamara, Tamara the Great Tamara <laughs> Tamara the Christian McMillan. I don't know why she added the the but it stuck for it, 30 it, years it, it works it works let me tell you yeah. It works. So yeah, I think that's, that's my so little cool. known fact of my of my kids. My How far back and... have you traced your family? So on my mother's mother's side, I have gone back to my great. Okay, so my mother's mother's father's mother. Damn. My mother's mother's father's parents. Yes, and then his father's mother so i can do my mother my great grandfather's grandmother was named rachel darby that's on my great on my um his my great grandfather's parents names were charles and letty and then his mother's name was was rachel on my great grandmother's side um her my great grandmother's grandmother's name was also Rachel and her um, was also Rachel and her so that's my great grandmother great great grandmother great 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 grandmother I can go back to four great great grandmothers on that my great grandmother's side that is so side. cool yeah it's weird cause yeah. like I've I've honestly I've always wanted to do that mm -hmm. but I've had this odd almost like a wall that I have to climb over that I'm I'm almost nervous to find something not good. Like what? I don't know. Like I, I don't I don't know I don't know what, what would I'll think find. Would be not good. Well like I don't know, find out some fucking great cousin or something did something really messed up or oh. like did was like an army deserter. And I know that doesn't affect me now. Right. But like I don't know. An it's army just, deserter? Well I don't, I don't know. It's it's just like like if so, you found something crazy in your family history. So, okay. I was just telling Mike one of the things that I've found is that I am a descendant of a Civil War Confederate soldier. Get out of here. Yeah. On my mother's father's side. Wow. Yeah. That is, isn't yeah. it crazy that we're at the point where we could track back that freaking far? <laughs> yeah. He's a That's Civil War Confederate crazy. soldier. But he was also the descendant of a Revolutionary War soldier who was also a descendant of a 1618 colonial settler. Wow. So I descend from a 1618 colonial settler. That's part of my history that I don't tell very much because it's not the part that I'm most proud of, to be honest no, with I you. I mean, I, I get you. In a, in, a, in a history aspect, <laughs> right. it's crazy to look back at yeah. stuff like that because then you're like, wow, yeah. that's 
where right. my family starts. Right. Even without, even with that horrible, I don't know how you view yeah. it, but with even with that Tragic, step, travesty, yeah, even horrible with, piece. Yeah, even with that step in the middle, <laughs> right. without it, you don't know how else your chain could have been changed. Well, yeah. And so then there's that. And then, um, but uh, like I said, um, the part that I, well, I'll say I identify, I'll tell you how I identify. And this may kind of, I identify in the way that I feel like best describes who I am in this country. So I identify as an indigenous and African descendant of colonialism and enslavement in the U.S. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> I didn't mean to make a joke. No, I'm such funny. a grim chump check. It's funny. It's not grim. It's cool. It's like indigenous and African. And think about it. And the reason why, right, I come from the part of this country that is literally the cradle of, not even the cradle of the United States, beyond the cradle of the United States. Because I come from the cradle of colonialism, right? I was born there. I was born in the same place. Like you, when I say to you that I can trace my ancestry back to my fourth great grandmother, the reason for that is because our family has literally been there that long, right? So I literally today in 2019 get in my car and drive down paved roads that were once dirt roads that they walked. How wow. cool is that? Like I literally now have your has home. your family stayed in that same area yeah, in Virginia? That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. So I attend the same church that my great great grandfather went to. <laughs> that's that's yeah. so cool. Like that's what I love about the the family trees and yeah. history like that. Yeah, because I'm one of those. I'm a freak in my in my in mm-hmm. my friend group because mm-hmm. I love. I love history and I mm-hmm. love architecture. Like mm-hmm. if I hadn't been a filmmaker yeah. and I hadn't been so goddamn terrible at math, <laughs> I, I would have been an architect. Right. I right. love yeah. buildings, but like yeah. that stems from a love of history. history. And right. I love learning like even with this building, I was right. like, how long has this been around? Mm-hmm. This building's yeah. been around since like the late 60s. Okay. I, I love that type yeah. of shit. I'm like right. – well, why? Why, why is, it is it still here? here? Right. Like, who cares enough for that it's <laughs> here? It like, right. stuff right. like that fascinates right. me. So, right. like, the fact that we're able to do that with our families and mm-hmm. trace the steps right. and be like, my mother is buried in the same cemetery as her great great grandparents. My dad, uh, he was he was cremated, but mm-hmm. like I, I think you could probably find. Like our whole family in a in a specific cemetery in Jersey City, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like I remember, oh my God, I remember going. This is a it's not as grim as a cemetery, but it's right. just like uh, when I was a kid, when my dad would take us to Jersey City to go hang out with the cousins, mm-hmm. he would always pass this church, mm-hmm. and uh, he was like, I went to that church as a kid, freaking couldn't stand it. <laughs> <laughs> So I used to sneak out and go to the right. movies down the block, down the block and he right. was like, the movie theater's not there no more. Right. But like, it was cool, because right. like, if I had grown up in that area, I would have went to the same, same theater, theater. And same church right. that my dad right. went to. So like, right. I don't feel robbed in that sense, no. but like, that's still so cool it that is. I could go walk those steps. Right. Even if the theater's not there. My dad's right. childhood apartment building is still, still there. there. My mom's childhood apartment building still is still there. there. Right. My grandparents' first apartment building, it's say gone. it with me, right. still, still there. there. Wow. So, like, wow. I could go find these places and right. go be like, 
without this place, right? I wouldn't be, be here. here. Exactly. So like that's cool. I like whenever my cousins, like I have cousins who didn't grow up in Virginia, but they whenever they come down, they want to come to Virginia. I always take them. And the cemetery, it's it's not grim to me because it's history, right? When you can go to the cemetery and literally point to someone's great grandparents for them, right? in a place that they never lived, never knew existed and come and say, I took, you know, when my cousins came down a couple years ago and I took him to his great grandmother's grave, like was his, yeah, his great grandmother's grave. What's that feeling that, like? Cause I, I know it's not like you could ever talk to that person again, but it, right. in that sense, you're almost like, hi, great grandma. Right. It's Absolutely. nice to meet you. The church. Now, I just told you that I attend the church, the same church that my great great grandfather was one of the founding members. Right down the road from us is one is another church that many of my family members still attend. That our great great grandmother was a founding member of. On my grand my great grandfather's uh, my great grandmother's father founded one church and her husband my great great grandfather's mother was a founder of another church not far away so my like these churches are 130 years old now you know what i mean they're 30 140 because most of those churches kind of survive that era they all kind of they don't really tear down churches right yeah and they i mean so they're you know these churches are 125 130 years old now and when you think about that, you think, you know, all that they, these were people, the people who founded the church that I today attend, that's still in the same place, basically, that it was when they were there, were born enslaved people. Wow. Yeah. Because I get, I'm, because if I'm thinking honestly, because I, I do think how far back, how I could trace my family. Mm-hmm. Because my my mom's parents, my grandmother was born in Ireland, but came down like like a month after she was born, grew mm-hmm. up in New York her whole life. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was born in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and then came down since he same was born. born same right. same situation. Right. So I'm always I'm always curious because I could probably trace my great my grandmother's heritage. Irish heritage absolutely so far back, back. there's mm-hmm. always records kept yeah but like I I bet even with your circumstances you could probably find pictures a lot I've been searching gosh I've been really searching for pictures I would love to be able to find, like now well if you're great your great grandparents right founded a church my great grandparents parents great grandparents parents founded a church yeah there were but there are records that I don't. I have not been able to find pictures. There are a lot of records. One of the cool things about the place where I was born, Northampton County, which is the county that I was born in, Virginia, has the oldest contiguous records in the United States. That's cool. Yeah, so that's really cool. The chain has never been broken for public records there. The only issue that really so that's the reason why so many people of European descent where I live or European people where I live can trace their ancestry straight back to um, Britain because they because they kept such great records kept such great records right for us for for my and, and that's what I'm saying it's kind of when I say for us because I I don't identify with that 
hmm. you know, European side as much, even though even though it's part of you, it's you don't part really of me. identify with it because it's not like you grew up knowing their values. You knew it this way in life. It's not right. like you grew up right drinking wine for breakfast. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's not part of who I am. And so, you know, I did my ancestry DNA thing, and it came back. I'm like, you know, twenty percent all this stuff from mostly mostly Europe, right? And I'm thinking, I have no idea what that means, right? I, do, I don't, I don't. So, so much of the United States, so much of what we are in this country is really what we identify. You're right? a beautiful melting pot of a human being. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. <laughs> right? So much of who we are here is what we literally, based on what we identify, because it has... Because we have been through all that we've been through in this country throughout history of the last yeah. three, four hundred years. Also, excuse my naiveness if it comes to this, because like I still, there's still things I have to learn, of mm-hmm. course. But like, it's it's not so much that I, even if I don't know it, I shouldn't talk about it. I enjoy right. talking about it because yeah. I love Absolutely. learning about that stuff. Because right. I feel like we have to. We have to hold on to what our past is. Absolutely. And I feel like, especially now and kids in my generation, don't really care that much about history. Yeah. Although I do know a lot of kids who do. But right. I, as a whole, I'm not too sure. Right. So it's it, this stuff fascinates me because I think that we should know where we come from. And I, right. think, that that's in, I think that's important for us moving forward Absolutely. to know. Because then... Because at the end of the day, we're almost we're almost all cut from the same cloth. So like, right? Where's all exactly. this bullshit and hatred what coming is, from? Like, what the what hell? What is it all about? Right? It's true, and that's the reason why you know I say that I don't you know so so technically, if I were going to be completely you know genuine about the way that I identify when I say indigenous an African descendant of colonialism and enslavement, like technically, right, I should be indigenous African and European descendant, right? Um, I don't, I don't add the European part and that's part of my own thing, right? That's yeah, something like it's just, that's, it's an, that's, it's an extra detail that you don't detail have to share. That I don't particularly, you know, I, I don't, I'll share, but it's not one that I particularly, you know, promote or elevate. It's more like, yeah, I happen to also be that. Happen There's to nothing also really else that. about that. Right. Nothing, nothing much really. else about that. And the reason why, the reason why is because when you, I look at the continuum of time, right, I'm still sitting here with melanin, right? <laughs> and so the, the predominant cultures and ethnicities that influence who I am today clearly have more to do with the first two than this than the than the second than the latter, right? Yeah. And so, and and for example, one of the things that we don't discuss often in this country, particularly coming from the part of the country that I come from, um, most of us don't have um, people of African descent say don't realize that there was a time that we were had higher um higher um ancestry values of indigenous value than we do today so today about 20 percent of the african-american population has native what they call native american what i say indigenous 
um, okay. um, ethnic, ethnic value, right? And um, and the percentages are about between one and five percent. Well, the cool thing about that is it doesn't say much because you know was what's his name the guy from the guy who Henry Louis Gates the guy that does the the ancestry show. Is it Henry Louis Gates? Well, we're lucky because we live in the year 2019 where there's a little thing called Google. Google, Right. What's his uh, name? Henry Louis Gates, I think it is. Henry Gates, something Gates. Henry Gates. Yeah, you know him. Yeah, Finding Your Roots. Finding Your Roots guy. Yeah, him. So he wrote an article several years ago basically trying to say, you know, most of us don't have indigenous origins based on our, 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 um, our ancestry DNA. And the, and that's true. The part that he, and so it's the truth is yes, he's right that today most of us don't have very high percentages of indigenous origin. The reason for that is because the farther away you get from that origin, the smaller the percentages of that ethnic value gets right it gets progressively smaller so because we are more interactive with people of african descent then the african descent part of our ethnicity is going to be a higher value than you know what's wild i've never actually heard of this show i've heard of the i've heard of I've heard of the guy, but I've actually yeah. never. But I remember one of the controversies a while ago where mm-hmm. Ben Affleck was on, and he didn't want to identify with being a slave, the descendant of yeah. a slave owner. Yeah. I oh my god! Yeah. I'm so happy that now yeah. I have a new show to binge. <laughs> yes, you this can binge. It's, so it's, it's cool. bingeable. LL, I'll tell you the most fun one that I watched was LL Cool J. It's because that's when he learned that his mother was adopted. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. His was really cool. Um, I'll tell you another one that was cool. W. Kamau Bell, because he is a descendant of the Clotilda, the find, the last known ship to shipwreck off of the United, the coast of the of Mobile. Oh, wow. Down in Alabama. Let me yeah. ask, this is, mm-hmm. is going to be a far out question, mm-hmm. so bear with me. Mm-hmm. I'm a big geek. Okay. okay? One of my favorite movies of all time is Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Love that film. Mm-hmm. First movie I ever watched, the behind-the-scenes documentary, too. Mm-hmm. Inspired me to become a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Now, if you could go back mm-hmm. and talk to any member of your family mm-hmm. that you can think of off the top of your head, whether mm-hmm. it be your mother, your father, your great-grandmother, great-grandfather, to find out more about your family. Mm-hmm. Even if you wanted to go into the future, that's a much more far out question. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to go into the future, cool. Right. But who would you pick to talk to? I think I would pick the last indi- 100% indigenous relative that I have that was born somewhere around 1700, seven, somewhere between 17 and during the 1700s, because that's the one I know the least about. Right. See what their life was there, like. Right. There is a lot about the European history right that we all know we learn it every day in school we know more about our african ancestry on this country in this country because the stories of the enslaved people survived many of the stories survived and so we understand that story how they came to be but that's the point that i was making about the erasure of our there was for generations in this country centuries there was a strong shared alliance between people of indigenous descent and people indigenous people and african people in this country and that preceded 
the English landing in Virginia, what is now Virginia, in 1607. African people were here before the English, before 1619, we were here, right? Right now, we- We yeah. that dope, we, we that, that dope. Yeah, we were here, right? We, we came with the Portuguese, we came with the French, we came with the Spanish, we were here. When the Moors were in Spain, those were people of African descent. When the Moors were in Spain and coming over into what is now Mexico and up into the United States, that was us, right? And so we have been here, and the indigenous people who were here built community with us when we stayed, right? That happened. Over the years, because of the Trail of Tears and the way that things shook out over time, the alliance between people of African descent and indigenous people has kind of broadened and gotten the divide has widened in the last 200 years. So it's not as strong an alliance as it once was, not by mistake. It was an intentional divide that was developed by others. So that particular person, I would want to go back and meet to see what they could tell me about the part of my history that was erased by legislative and physical genocide, right? Because there are parts of it that I can still trace. There are parts of the European side that I can still study if I want to. There are parts of the, in the African side that I can still study if I want to. Yeah. I can't study the indigenous part. I don't have any way to do that because but you those would talk people- to her or him? I don't know if it was a her or a him. That's the part I don't know. It's just know. a relative. It's just a relative that I know existed. Um, and well, I got been a guy. Born out in, it's been born out, you know, 23andMe, Ancestry DNA. Yeah. I know the person existed. I don't know. And and our family lore told us. What does that look like on Ancestry? Is it just like that they there's there. a person, but it's just unknown? What 23andMe says is you have a, you, you have a uh, 100% Native American ancestor who was born between 1700 and 1790. That's that's basically it. Okay. That's it. It's just a very broad. It is very broad. And I, you know, I I have known that that those people were back there that far back from our own family stories, but I don't know anything about them. I don't know the story. So I know nothing of their culture. I know nothing of their tradition other than what I learned from European books. Right? Well, you're in luck today. I got a guy who happens to own a time machine. <laughs> we're going to go back. It's a DeLorean, so it's only a two-seater, so we're kind of messed up. So I won't be able to go with you. You're going to call him? Yeah. So he can come in here quickly. Yo, Doc. <laughs> Yo, Doc. Ditch Marty for me. I need you to bring the DeLorean. We got to go back to 1700. We're going to what, Virginia? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going, going to back to Virginia. Virginia. All right, word. <laughs> yeah, right. He said no. No. But we're going to figure it out anyway. He won't take me? Gosh. Yeah. I'd love to do that, though. I mean, I wouldn't want to stay, but I'd want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask wanna... now a much lighter question. Yeah. If you could go back to when, to any era, like when you were growing up, to either watch, because you don't want to talk to yourself and influence the future, but like if you could go back for like a week and just have fun in any time period you wanted. 1975. 1975? That's cool. 1975. I was only born in 95, so I can't choose anything <laughs> cool. Right. My 
I live basically in that pocket of when things really shifted. You know right. what I mean? Like the right. 90s really like technolo- techno- technology wise. Right. I had a stroke there for a second. <laughs> just shifted. So right. like even though that was growing, there wasn't really much right. as far as like shifts and shifts from like the 50s to the 60s to the 70s to the 80s. So I have to tell ask you though, what have what are you what have what did you learn from your parents about the evolution of hip hop? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh man. You know what's crazy though? Honestly, mm-hmm. I never really got to have that discussion with my dad. Really? And I that's one of the things that I kind of regret. Like there were some things my dad passed away in okay. uh, 2016. Oh, okay. And there was a lot of things. Like, he wanted – I was in denial. He wanted to tell me, like, songs, what their meanings were. Right. And some of the biggest regrets is that I never had those conversations. Right. But, like, as far as, like, the evolution of hip-hop, it's also because my mom works with legends. My mom is a manager. You know who Dougie Fresh is, right? Mm-hmm. My mom manages him. Get out of here. Yeah, so like I so saw I Dougie hear... Fresh in Birmingham and I so I probably saw your mom. Yeah, she she's uh she, wait, We were in, in Birmingham, Birmingham in June. In June, June of last year. June of last year. One I might have been to that show actually. Really? One of my close friends, my be- one of my best friends is a member of the um Alabama State Legislature. Okay. And so he was the special guest of their event in Birmingham. I have video of it. I was I, I was like I, I he was because I used to do I used to do video for Doug on shows. This so was I a was... very small venue. There mu- there were maybe two hundred of us in the room. He wasn't a big place because it was he was a special guest for this private event. And um, oh, then it might not have been me. It was it might have been another videographer then. But yeah, uh, it was he w- it was it was June it was June of last year. It's on a great show, right? It was a great <laughs> show, and um, this is called the show. <laughs> this he did the Dougie with us, right? He had all of us there. <laughs> he, he got the state legislature with the Dougie. He had the state legislatures. It was well. The thing about it was, it was the the event. I'm trying to think. It was the it was the the National Association of Black Elected Officials. That was the event. And so That's cool. it was the National Association of Black Elected Officials weekend in Birmingham. And um, one night, Dougie Fresh was there and he did his show. And then the next night, Tarana Burke was the keynote speaker at the dinner. Or maybe it was the other way around. But I know we had Tarana Burke one night and Dougie Fresh the other night. And my the- mom probably booked that show because <laughs> she's got a friend out in Alabama, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name's Jamie. So she probably booked that show. It probably he- went to it. Yeah. I'm sure- I mean, all of his people were there on stage right b- just behind him. He was on the stage. And then he had like three or four ladies that were right, right standing just behind. It's oh, really funny. I'm not going to name their names, but I probably know every single <laughs> one of those girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had three or four people right just behind him. But it was so cool like I now I mean like Dougie Fresh is one of the guys that I watched come of age right I remember when Dougie Fresh was out beatboxing yeah because I grew up now I learned how to beatbox from him and my dad did you really yeah him and my dad they were really close so who else did your mom manage just Doug right now, but she's got her feet in a lot of different artists. Mm-hmm. Like she could, she's mainly with Doug, but it's just like 
she's got roots planted with a lot of different people. Gotcha. And she's gotcha. actually trying to do a couple of other different things. Still manages Doug. Mm-hmm. That'll always be they're great uh, friends. They've right. been friends longer than I've been alive. Live, right, right, so, right, right. That friendship will always be there. Right. But like she's been uh she's starting some sort of hat company with her friend. Yeah. Uh Cliff. Uh there's she's building a good thing for herself and wow. I'm very proud of her. Yeah. Like even if wow. even if we get in spats, I know it's like she's still mom. She's still mom and That's I know right. how dope she is. Yeah. When we when I was growing up, so I grew up partially in Virginia, the other half of my life in New York. And which so which one did you like more? I love New York. As a kid, I thought Virginia was the worst place ever. I hated every moment of it. And anytime we had more than three days out of school, I was heading back to New York. I did every summer in New York. I did every holiday in New York. As a kid, I loved New York. Yeah. But as an adult, I'm like, I would prefer never to ride the subway again. Yeah, no. At this age, honestly, I can't live in the city anymore. But growing up, there was nowhere else to live in my mind. What else existed outside of New York City? You know. And then as an adult, I'm like, oh, my God, this peace and quiet in the woods. Oh, yeah, yeah, This is amazing. That's it. I live as far. I live as far out in the most remote place that you can possibly live. I live on the waterfront. I live like. You can see the ocean. Oh yeah! Like how, wait, how far are you from Virginia Beach? I'm about an hour from Virginia Beach, but oh, I, I live Virginia in a Beach. remote part. So when you're driving down to Virginia Beach, mainly dirt roads or you're paved? driving. They're paved. If you're driving down the down 13 before you get to the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel, there. I that live nightmare. I live on that side. I don't. I live on the yeah, that nightmare. I live on the northern side of that nightmare, about okay. thirty miles north. And you know why I call that shit a nightmare? I'm not. Tunnels, a, you're not a fan I'm of that long a, bridge. I'm nobody not is. Not a fan. Yeah, nobody is. I, nobody is. I went on a, on a windy day, and I swear I felt that bridge shift. You did. Oh no, you do. It's built that way. It's built to 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 give. That's not right. <laughs> I'm not paying tolls for a goddamn roller coaster. Right. I'm paying tolls for a goddamn bridge <laughs> that should stay as still as humanely possible. <laughs> you don't want that. That's not you supposed to move. Because if it doesn't bend, it'll break. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> and so you don't want that. But yeah, Leah. Oh, so I live, I live on the northern side of that bridge, about 30 miles north and about 15 miles over to the waterfront okay yeah and so you can look out my bedroom window out and see the same view that you see from that bridge oh that's about that's my so cool. that view from my from so I say from that wall just on the other side of this door to that curtain listen i know that that bridge may have crawled out of my nightmares but (laughs) fucking it has a beautiful view i will i will not deny that it's a beautiful beautiful it is but it crawled straight out of my nightmare i am not a fan of heights yeah how do you know my nightmares listen because i understand (laughs) that bridge i it's not my i grew up there and it's not one of my favorite places even at this age 17 miles that's miles. not natural. That's miles. not cool. And then it goes underwater twice, right? The tunnels. Oh my! The tunnels go under. Yeah, the tunnels go underwater twice. So yeah, it's no fun. I I I don't drive over that bridge when it's too windy. If I, and I don't. They shut it down if it gets too windy. But I don't wait for even that. That's, I that's think crazy. that's like almost too long to maintain. Like mm-hmm. in my opinion. But yeah. who do I know? I'm not an engineer. Yeah. I'm not good at math. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, it it, it 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 that is one long bridge, and I, you know, I've been on it. I was I was check this out, okay? Another little known fact: I was the one of the last people to come across that bridge in a hurricane because you know they shut it down when major storms come. And my friend and I were the, both of us were carrying our children. I was carrying my daughter. She was carrying her daughter. We decided, we knew a hurricane was coming, right? It, we've been watching it for days, coming yeah. up the coast. But it wasn't supposed to hit. It was, it was still like in South Carolina, North Carolina, somewhere down south. You, you right? thought you had some time. We thought we had some time. So we said, tomorrow morning we're going to get up and we're going to go over to the military base because both of us were married to servicemen. And so, so we're going to get up, go over to the military base early morning. And we're going to get back before the storm comes, right? And we'll be back in plenty of time. It's still way down south. And we went over, got over early in the morning, 8.30, 8 o'clock. We were, 9 o'clock, we were there, did a little shopping, get back up on the bridge. And literally could see the dark cloud coming in from our nightmares as we were getting on the bridge. And that sucker hit the outer bands of the thing. It, it still had not made land yet, but the outer bands of that you could see thing it. were whipping up the water till it was literally coming over the bridge. That bridge is high over. in the air. Are you kidding me? The water was hitting the side, coming over the bridge. It looked like a water tunnel going over us because it would hit the columns and splash up. And it was looked like water tunnel just coming. And we were in a Geo Metro. This is 1989. That's right? what I call a big fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. We're in a Geo Metro. And literally halfway across the bridge, we're saying our goodbyes and I love yous to each other. Is somebody out there? Yeah, Mike's. Come on in, man. I'm sure be that way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, actually. Let's see. Oh, uh, mother. Okay. Did you get it? Yes, I did. I see it now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I could do that. Cool. Switch again. We're going to switch again. We're going to switch again. Well, it has been so much fun. She is awesome. You guys were not kidding. I'm having She's a ball. She's so cool. We're having fun. Why do you think I came out of my day off? <laughs> <laughs> You're not even supposed to be here today, right? man. Yeah, We're having so that. much fun. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to learn more about the hip hop thing. That's like it. But you know what? I will tell what? you this though. It what? was it was crazy growing up in that time period, because like I didn't realize how many amazing artists had rotated out of my dad's studio just to like hang out and work with him. Right. Like there's yeah. pictures of me with people from Tribe. There's people wow. with me with, uh, there's footage of my dad working with Busta in our house. Wow. Like, it's wow. like, it's like that. Wow. So like, I never got a perspective on necessarily the rise of hip hop because right. I kind of came around at its peak. Right. But like, right. I I still got that like, I grew up in a very special place. Right. So that even though I wasn't necessarily schooled on that era of time, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, understand where I come from. you kind of got from. it. Yeah. yeah. It came through. Wow. No, but I That's get you. Awesome. I'll be in there in a bit. All right, man. So I think we might have to wrap it up. Well, thank you. I'm going to come back and finish this. I need to hear more about your interesting life. Absolutely. This and is And I feel fun. like I just scratched the surface with yours. I want to learn more. <laughs> 
I'm having fun. I got I to am learn too. More about this. Was this another episode of Gold? This was absolutely another episode of Gold. We did it. Yeah. So this I guess I'm gonna do the last episode with Mike, but I've had a ball. Wow. I have too. Thank this you so a, much. Absolutely. We still didn't get the pictures. I still didn't do pictures. <laughs> well then we got now, one now. Do you got one? Okay. I wanted to just get one. I came last time. I didn't get a chance to get one. What's your favorite thing about podcasting before we go? Learning. The learning aspect? Yeah, the learning aspect and sharing. Right. You meet so many interesting people and learn so many new things. Like, that's the fun part for me. Isn't it fun? It is. It, it is. was so nice meeting you. It was a pleasure. It and I'm an looking honor. forward to doing it again with you. I want to do another show with you. This is so much fun. Because I, I literally want to have somebody that I can sit down and talk about. You know, I grew up in Spanish Harlem, man, and there was and growing up in Spanish Harlem, you get to see and meet everyone. You know All right. I mean? Yeah. Now I hear you. All right. That'd be fun. Another episode is wrapped. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you.